Well, Ulysses, uh, not a great series for the Tampa Bay Rays against the Baltimore Orioles in Baltimore. Seems like I just said this, but the Baltimore Orioles of today are not the same Baltimore Orioles of yesteryear. Big facts right there. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, Ulysses, uh, we've learned and found out that, yeah, the Orioles are a different team this year than they have been for the past five, six years. Uh, They're not bad. They're not too bad. As the Rays lost three of four to them, uh, and uh, it didn't end pretty in the afternoon game on Thursday where I'm just going to, hey, elephant in the room, uh, the drop – Face drop, heard round the world, Josh Lowe. We should pour one out for Josh Lowe because I I don't want to be that guy, but when I saw that clip, when I saw that highlight or low light, I should say, um, I may have chuckled. I may have laughed because it, it was funny. It was rough. It was rough watching that online. Oh, wait, what am I doing? Oh, these glasses. Ah, oh, why am I? Why did I have my glasses on my on my baseball hat? That's that's crazy. If I need to use them, I should put them on my face. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was rough. That was, I think, as our dear friend Evan Klosky said, um, that was probably the a microcosm of of the 2022 season, and uh, not a pretty one at that. Not a pretty one at that, man. That was just. Uh, Real rough, but I will say this. When you have a tough game like Josh Lowe did and then you face reporters with just, like he said, the embarrassment of the the play and everything that goes in, you are a man. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're facing the music. Taylor Walls, when he had a bad day, he did not face the reporters, did he? He just said, nope, I'm out. So Josh Lowe, good for you, bud. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a stand-up move, especially for a rookie nonetheless. Has this series wavered your confidence at all in the Rays being able to make the playoffs? Um, I wouldn't say wavered. I would say that... <laughs> Uh, I don't even know. It's just disappointing because when you are so used to just seeing the Rays stump on the Orioles, and now the reality is that look at the uh, season series; it's even, is it not? Is it it is it not eight 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 and eight? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Toronto, Tampa Bay, and Baltimore are basically. Mono y mono, right next to each other. 
So, no, I, I still believe that this team is going to go to the playoffs. I still believe that. If I had green Skittles, I would put them on bed online and I'd say, yes, the Rays are going into, into the playoffs. Um, I, I know I, I sound sometimes frustrated, but uh, if I would not, you know, you look at Twitter, man, and it's so enraging that there are just two camps of race fandom that are allowable. You know, it's the one camp that says Kevin Cash sucks, needs to find another job. And this team, this front office is the worst. And these guys are bumps. And then there's this other camp that goes, geez, guys are fine. Everything is fine. Look at the flowers. Look at the expected, you know, batting average on July 3rd when, you know, Mercury is in retrograde. Everything is fine. Look at these hit tools and not the actual hits. Look at the expected home runs instead of the actual home runs. Like, why are those the only two camps in race fandom? That's unfathomable yeah. to me. And it kind of is very apropos that in 2022, it seems like everything is like that. It's either one extreme or the other. And I'm sick of it, man. Yeah. I'm completely <clears throat> sick of it. It sounds like politics. Everything's either yeah. black or white. There's no nuance or no in-between. It's you're either hard one way or hard the other way. And both those ways have terrible ideas and viewpoints. So I'm just going to leave it yeah. at that. But, um, okay, so that's your thoughts on uh, where the race stand as of right now. I'll ask you this. This series, does it change or alter your viewpoint on the Orioles, A, finishing above 500 this season, and B, making the playoffs this year, and C, <laughs> making the playoffs next year? Now that's I could subscribe to. I could subscribe to the 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 next year idea. This year I would see it very improbable that get they get into the playoffs. Very improbable. Um, I I see that as very tough. Uh, I, I there is still sixty nine games left. I think right. That's plenty of baseball for everything to go awry. So no, I and besides. It doesn't seem to me that the Orioles are going to be buyers. They might sell off a couple of pieces. So if you sell off a couple of pieces from your bullpen, if you sell off a guy like Trey Mancini, how are you able to have this production that you've gotten? Yeah. So, no, I don't think they're going to go to the playoffs this year. I would feel really sucky as an Orioles player, employee, fan if they sold off Trey Mancini if they sold off some of their assets just based on today like they're right there in the wild card chase remember this is expanded playoffs Toronto's in as of today Seattle's yep. in as of today Tampa yep. Bay is in as of today right after that is Cleveland and Baltimore they're right there they're right there yeah and guess what because the Toronto Blue Jays and the Rays are in front of them, their destiny is in their hands because they still have games against those two ball clubs. So they right. could potentially, you know, gain ground. I understand that. I just, I, I agree with you. If I were a Baltimore fan, I'd be like, what are we doing? Let's go. We haven't right. had this feeling in forever. Like, come on, let's push the, the envelope. Yeah. I just don't think it's going to happen. I would rather them, if they say go 500 until the trade deadline, I guess fans would be mad if they don't do anything, but I'd rather them keep what they have instead of sell off. But 
who knows what's going to happen with that. Uh, yeah. Also, in uh, yesterday's or today's game, I should say, uh, the Rays left uh, 10 men on base and went over six with runners in scoring position. Uh, it seems like we've heard that before. That seems to be an ongoing theme. Ryan Yarbrough, although. Wait, say that last oh, part of again. Say the last uh, uh, stat oh, again. Oh, for six. Zero for six with runners in scoring position. No, no that's, that's what's been happening. Kevin, I think people are, again, the, the, those people in camp number one that say, oh, this team is, is filled with bums, uh, they're getting hits. They're getting hits. I, I believe that the, uh, in all of the losses after the All-Star break, they've had eight hits or more, except in one affair, which was five hits. And then today, they had four. Again, they were shut, uh, shut out. But yeah. they're getting hits. Is the timely hits. It's, the, it's what you said, zero for six with men uh, in scoring position. Those are the ones that they're missing. But they're getting hits, and they're getting on base. They're getting their walks in. It's just that timely hit that's missing. And that's most... Likely because of either Babip or yeah. or or you know good pitching on the other side. The other the other team also wants to win, you guys. Yeah, and also injuries are a part of that. Manny Margot is not playing anywhere right now. Harold Ramirez isn't playing anywhere right now. Wander Franco isn't playing anywhere right now. And didn't Yandy Diaz sit the game? Yes, sir. And Randy Rosarina didn't come in till later or pinch hit. I wonder if that was by design of, hey, we got yucky yarbs on the mound. We're probably not going to win this game anyway. So let's give a, a little rest, a little snoozer to uh, Yandy and Randy. I will say it wasn't yucky yarbs today. It was yummy yeah. yarbs. Yeah. Yummy yarbs. TM that. Copyright it. There we go. You know, yeah. That's good. All right. Uh, welcome to the sports cards. Uh, welcome to the world of sports cards, I should say. Welcome to the world of sports cards reimagined. Say that five times fast. Uh, the Sports Card Investor app, it is the hobby's most powerful resource. And that is where you can quickly check the value of your favorite cards, find great deals, and profit from the hobby you love. Available completely free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, the Sports Card Investor app is a must-have for baseball Okay, Kevin, uh, we have a, uh, an email from Alex Mullins, very apropos with the Baltimore series. He says, hello, so I want to hear where you guys stand on Poche in Baltimore on Tuesday and Wednesday. Would you guys have put Poche in on Wednesday to try and close the game out or put someone else in like Fairbanks? Personally, I think I would have gone Fairbanks for the ninth on Wednesday, but it's between him or Poche. He didn't look good on Tuesday, but you cannot overlook his overall season production, as he is one of the few who has stepped up their game with Kittrich, Fireisen, Chagua, Anderson, and Fairbanks out for the extended time. He is someone cast trust in the bullpen, and I don't blame him for putting him on Tuesday or Wednesday, but that's just me. And it seems like more people are on the side to DFA Poche, and of course, people still have issues with cash. What do you guys think? Always a pleasure, Alex. Wait, there's really people out there that are saying that the Rays should DFA Colin Poche. I'm telling you, Kevin, it's like there's only two camps that are allowable in Rays fandom. These negativity people and then these like ostriches with their neck in the dirt. Where's, so, where's the middle ground here? This podcast is the middle ground. Who, who would you rather have? You, you want to replace Colin Poche with Calvin Fauche with Garza Jr.? Are we serious now? I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. But what, what do you think about putting him on back-to-back -back evenings 
there after the Tuesday implosion. Uh, I was trying to look this up. Does Colin Jones lead the plays and saves right now? Uh, I, I would put him on the podium. Often. He, is, he is tied for the team lead with saves with Brooks Raley. He has six. Seven? Six. Okay, six. Okay. I have no problem with it. I mean, I can't say that I watched or paid that close attention to the situation, but Colin Boucher has been so money for most of this year, and it's not like you have a whole stable of guys that you can rely upon at this point. And I also like to subscribe to the theory of you have a bad outing, roll the guy out again. Show that you have confidence, express confidence in his ability to right the ship as opposed to, all right, uh, we're never using you in this situation again. I, I think Colin Pochet, at least what he's done this year and maybe previously as well, has, has earned that spot. If it's between Colin Pochet and, and Pete Fairbanks, I mean, how many times, Ulysses, have you personally ripped your hair out over a Pete Fairbanks appearance? Just I saying. barely have any. Yeah. Um, I agree with like half of what you said. Okay. The, Again, I didn't. Half- I got to be honest. Full disclosure: I did not watch or pay attention to the situation. Um, this is just me uh, mouthing from the hip, so to speak. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I do agree. He's been money this season. I think he has uh, really stepped in, like Alex said, when other guys have been hurt, and he has seen that the leverage go higher and higher because he has done so well uh, as the season goes on. Like you said, mm-hmm. he leads the team, or at least co-leads the team in saves. So. Um, I think that's something to, to be said um, for, for his production this year and, and to put him to get the last three outs. I do not subscribe to, however, the, the if you get shellacked one day on Tuesday night, I'm going to put you on Wednesday in the same scenario, especially, Kevin, when it's like the same part of the lineup and not only the same part of the lineup, but it's the same human beings that faced you. And I, and I, and I'll explain right. that at least give me other batters do it this, the next day. Fine. Do it the same inning, do it the same kind of situation, but with different human beings, it's you, this is why that second camp that looks at all of the, the, the matrix that is ba- baseball. And they, they think they're Neo cause they're reading into the green lines and they're looking at expected everything Look, man, these are human beings. Like, they are not computers. No matter how many Excel sheets you're pouring over and how many graphs, they're human beings. And we had Colin Pochet on the show. And we, I, th- I think I literally asked him, how do you get over a bad outing? You never want to have a bad outing, but how do you do that? He said, I try to flush it out. I give myself 30 minutes. And then once I get home, I just try to just turn the page over right but he's a human being ultimately he can try to get over it but the next day when he's in that same situation facing the same hitter the hitters that he saw last night that he had trouble with it's it's he can't just shut that off man i'm sorry i'm sorry he's not a computer so when we talk about how the race have been successful since 2008 it's by the man, the mantra of 
putting guys in a situation to succeed. That's why you see guys like Mike Brasso succeed with the yeah. race. That's why you see guys like Jeff Kepinger succeed with the race. Casey Kochman. That's, uh, you know, Rafael Soriano, Joaquin Benoit, the, the list, Lewis Head. The list is endless because you put them in a situation to succeed. I don't particularly sub- subscribe to the fact that on Wednesday evening, after having sh- been shellacked by those same hitters, Kevin Cash and company put uh, Colin Pochet in a situation to succeed. I do not think so. You cannot just shut that part of your brain off, man. These are human beings. So there might be something internally with Colin Pochet of, man, these guys rocked me yesterday, and that, that kind of rattles the nerves a little bit, as opposed to if he was facing a, a different team in a same situation or a different part of the lineup in a same situation. Exactly. If it was Trey Mancini instead of Mateo or Urias or, or you know, uh, Rutschman or, or yeah. Mullins instead of all, you know, it's, it's the same. Like, and it's not a Pochet thing. I'm saying this is about every single other pitcher, too. Right. The, I mean, they're not just Excel data points. And you're like, well, yeah, the, the expected thing is that uh, it was a bad outing yesterday. So obviously today it's going to be turned out different. Like, no, dude. And, and also we're just seeing it from Colin Pochet's perspective. What do you think is going on in Mateo's head? What do you think is going on in Urias's head? I got a hit from this guy yesterday. Yeah. Oh I rock boy, this guy. I, I own him. Yeah, I own him. That confidence level just rises. These are competitors. Like again, like I do not know what is the insistence, this bleeping insistence that these guys are just computer chips. They're human beings, people. Just don't treat them like Excel data points. I'm sick and tired of camp one being all negative about everything and camp two thinking that this is stratomatic. And you know what? Probably that camp two doesn't even know what stratomatic is. So get educated, people. Right. That's true. I love baseball stats because uh, Colin Pochet blew a save but got the win. Funny how that ends up working (laughs) out. That's just crazy from that perspective. But Look, we're at the point where uh, you, you can't be uh, DFAing guys because guys are hitting the injured list like crazy. I mean, Matt Whistler, like this, we've, this, we have reached yeah, the please, point. Yeah, please paint this picture. Please paint this picture. Yeah, Kevin. we have reached the point of comedy. Like, you can't make this up. This is, this is insane. Matt Whistler, I mean, there's been some quirky, quirky baseball injuries <laughs> that we've learned about over the years, but... I don't know if this takes the cake, but this has to rank up pretty highly where Matt Whistler, I guess, strains, hurts his neck while sleeping. That's what we got. Uh, He's number 17, by the way, number 17 to uh, hit the injured list for the Rays. I did a roll call earlier this week. I'm not going to do it again because that basically would take up the rest of the show. But there's another one for you. Matt Whistler. Sleeping. What was he dreaming about that made him strain his neck? Oh, yeah. And well, he was the same guy that had like a bum finger last year, right? Yeah, but he was too, but he was too, what was the impactful? No, what was the the adjective too, too important uh, to, to not, to, to not leave off the, the, yeah, too imperative. I I can't, yeah, cash use some sort of uh, nonsensical term. Yeah. 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 Who knows? Maybe he was, he was the life of the party with the bullpen. It's like, hey, we can't lose this guy, even though he can't pitch for us. We got to yeah. keep him around because he's yeah. got that. He looks like he's every picture of him looks like he's just had 10 cups of coffee. <laughs> yeah. He's really hyped up. Yeah. yeah. He's like another version of Pete Fairbanks, uh, at least in, in the facial expressions. 
Yeah, wow, sleeping. That sucks. Hope you get better, Matt. Hope you get hope do you, you get do better. Do you think that's a cover up? Do you think that's really how he got hurt or he was doing something else? Ooh, are we that, putting on our uh, aluminum uh, tinfoil hats on? Okay, everybody, get your tinfoil hats on. Put them real close to your uh, temples. And what's your conspiracy theory? Uh, no, I, I think that the way the season has gone, he he literally, you know, had a slept wrong, and that's how it that's how it happened. Oh, so then they're not lying. It's just and he was sleeping. Yeah, I was just and, curious what your perspective was on that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, okay. I don't think. I think they would come up with something better than if something bad happened, like if, if it was like a tease, like, oh, he went on a motorcycle ride and, you know, he hurt his neck. What should we say, folks? And then, right. hey, uh, uh, he was sleeping. Good one, Johnson. That's it. That's the one we're going to run with. Like, no, I don't think so. I think it was yeah. an unfortunate event that maybe he slept wrong and boom, got hurt. That sucks. We, we've seen players get hurt uh, punching walls. We've seen players get hurt in brawls. We've seen players get hurt in dentist chairs. We've seen players get hurt taking off their shirts. Zach Plesak. Uh, 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 bathtub incidents. Mr. Snell, am Mr. I correct? Mr. Snell, yes. Bathtub. Max Scherzer oh. being bitten by a dog. Wrestling, yeah, wrestling with Jim Hickey, Grant Balfour. We remember that, the OGs. Yeah. Quote, unquote, wrestling. That's funny. Um, yeah, that this, we can add this to the list. We can add yeah, this sleeping. to the list, but they're not, they're not even safe uh, in bed. What's going on? Not. What yeah, is this, going on? What is going on? And also like another thing and another thing. Yeah. What's, what's the deal with all these injuries and yet like, the Rays, quote-unquote, being so careful with pitchers. Like, maybe you're doing something wrong? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I part of the know. issue is, I mean, isn't there modus operandi? Hey, we, we want to take you out after a certain number of pitches. But in those pitches, throw absolutely as hard as you can and throw breaking balls <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and, uh, you know, don't. Again, this is now let's let's talk a little bit of crap about uh, camp number two. Um, it's not now. Now it, it has evolved, Kevin. It's not just now a uh, number of pitches like you're saying. It's now, um, well, how many days of rest has he gotten beforehand? Uh, all-star break or, well, you know, he's approaching a, a career innings uh, pitched. And it's, uh, well, you want him fresh for October. And uh, at the end of the day, do you think that all of those reasons, let's say they make it to October. Do you see at 72 pitches, Shane McClanahan with a one-run lead after seven innings, Kevin Cash giving him the ball? I don't. I don't. Yeah. So ultimately, all of those reasons. Oh, uh, oh, by the way, oh, a part of the lineup that he's pitching to. That's another reason of why you don't want to extend him. Yeah, you want to extend him. Uh, the pitch count, the career innings, uh, the, the the part of the lineup. Oh, you want him fresh for October? Those are all bullcrap excuses. Because at the end of the day, in the playoffs, you're telling me that he's actually going to let him go. At 70 pitches, after seven innings, he's going to be like, yeah, this is it. This is, this is your game, Shane McClanahan. 
No. So I need that camp number two to stop saying, well, this and this, this is why you take them out. All of these excuses, like those excuses mean crap because at the end of the day, they're still going to do the same thing in October. Right. So don't, don't, don't sell me that. I'm, I am buying. Although I really hope buying. they don't do that in October with Shane McClanahan. I get that. Hope. Oh, wait Doing for it. it with Corey Kluber and whoever else is Drew Rasmussen, you know, pick a player, but Shane McClanahan, Mr. Possible Cy Young award winner. Uh, with depending on who's back in the bullpen healthy, Wait for it. Oh, by the way, oh, I forgot another one, Kevin. Three times through the order. So you've got the pitch count. You've got the career innings. You've got the up and downs. You've got the the, the, the order of the lineup. You've got, oh, you got to keep them fresh for October. All of these excuses. And when it's October time, you're not going to let them go. Uh, the Rays uh, thought they would do well decent or do decent against the Orioles. Evidently not, but uh, they do have a three game home series versus the Cleveland guardians who are 50 and 47 as of this recording and second in the AL central Ulysses do the Rays win this series, lose this series. What happens in your estimation? They got to win. They got to win it, man. Like stop, stop. They're eight and six in their last 14. They they were six and one before the all-star break. Everybody's thinking, yes, this is a team. Let's go. Yeah. Nope. They're they're two and five. Two and five after, since the all-star break. Two and five since exactly. Yeah. So eight and six after uh, 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 you know the last 14. So eight and six. It seems like this is trending to be just a little bit above a 500 team. And I get it. The injuries. We all know. We say them all the time on this podcast. The injuries. Of course. That doesn't negate the fact that they're playing like a 500 team. Yeah. Why can't both, the, both of those things be true? Why can't we say injuries have affected this team negatively? They're also playing like an, a, a little bit better than a 500 team. Why can't those th- two things be true? Yeah. Quite frankly, it's amazing that they are where they are with everything that they've dealt with. Like we should yes. be proud of them for getting to where they are at this juncture. And if you're a Rays fan, you should have, I mean, you should try to go to as many ball games as you can, but uh, one, if you go to a game during this weekend, you'll get to watch Jose Ramirez Two, kids get to eat free three. We've got Brett Phillips basketball Jersey. Get that before he's traded. Uh, and then four, we've got uh, the Brandon Lau cereal bowl and cup set. So some promotions going on this weekend. Uh, just a little backstory on the Guardians right now. They are 16th in Team OPS, but second to last in homers with uh, the Nationals. Uh, so we thought hmm. that the Rays have no power this year. The Rays actually have 91 homers as a team. Uh, the Guardians have 77. As a team, wow. they've got like three guys that are hidden bombs and like everybody else has nothing. Like it's Jose Ramirez, Josh Naylor, and Andres Jimenez. I mean, for the Rays, only one guy's hidden home runs, I guess. And that's <laughs> yeah. the But it's, I guess more guys have two, three, and four compared to the Indians where it's like Jose Ramirez, Josh Naylor, Andres Jimenez, and I guess Fran Mel Reyes as well. And then nobody else. Uh, and then the Guardians are also 13th in Team ERA. So hey, let's let's get let's let's give. I think Choi has eight. I think Randy has 11 or 12. Let's let's give the boys. Oh some, really? Some I, I've, I've 
I, I keep just assuming that uh, nobody has more than double digits. I think Randy for, did uh, reach double digits the other day. No. So I think he's 11 or 12. Yeah. I haven't checked the stats lately, but uh, yeah. Yeah. There, there was a period where. The, it was Zach Paredes and, and, and the boys. Well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just been a bad week if you're a race fan, losing like they have since the All Star break. And then we hear the news about. Kevin Kiermeyer, Mike Zanino. Then we hear the news about Francisco Mejia. Then we hear the news about uh, Matt Whistler. Like, man, catch a break. And Josh and who are you Logan losing to? The face with a baseball. And who are you losing to? What's Royals that? And, and Orioles. You're losing to the Royals and Orioles. Like, it's just been yeah. a bad, sucky week. And Josh, get better, man. That sucks. But thank you for standing up and being a man and facing the reporters when the t- when, when, when it's tough. That's bleeping awesome of you josh yeah bleeping awesome kudos to you and despite the snafu he has stepped up his play overall since his second yeah uh yeah. thank you for making the locked on race podcast your very first listen every day now make your second listen to the locked on mlb prospects podcast that is also free and available on all the platforms all have a wonderful day stay safe and we will talk to you on friday with evan klosky